Edenville, Florida. Edenville, the first incorporated all-black city in the nation, also is important in African-American history as home of Zora Neale Hurston, the Harlem Renaissance writer known for her novel, Their Eyes Were Watching God. As a result, the Zora Neale Hurston National Museum of Fine Arts hosts an annual festival in Edenville, a still-thriving town. Now a suburb of Orlando, Edenville no longer is a backwoods town in a rural area, as described in Hurston novels. Edenville remains, however, a cultural gem. I got to put my video. <laughs> I have to make sure I set my video up. <coughs> All right. Let me get your video up there. Oh, man, we are back with another episode of Attendant Minds. Now, I have a special guest today. I have my half-brother with me today. Not only he's my half-brother, but he's also my frat brother. And this man has a journey that led him towards a stronger faith and relationship with God. He also has a passion for music and acting on the side that I do want to get into today. But do you want to go by Kane? Tell me, what, what do you want to go by? You can introduce me. <laughs> so how's it going, my brother? It's going well. I'm I'm very happy to be on the show. It's been a long time coming. We're supposed to have already done this, but God always has a plan and purpose for everything at a divine time. And I'm grateful to be here with you, brother. Grateful. That's what's up. That's what's up. Did you get your vaccination shot? Haven't gotten that yet. We're working on it. We, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get to do that before the year is out. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get it. We all gonna have to get it soon, people. So don't be afraid of us turning into. Zombies from The Walking Dead. We're going to all eventually have to get these vaccine shots if we're trying to make this world better. So, so. so how do you feel about it? Do you think it's necessary to get the vaccination shot? I do. And the reason I think it's necessary is because at the end of the day, COVID isn't going anywhere anytime mm -hmm. soon. So I feel like if we want to begin to make steps to, I guess you can say, rectify the situation, mm -hmm. we got to have enough faith in these vaccines. And given people have taken this vaccine and has gotten COVID again because they now have the Delta variant. Mm -hmm. But apparently they have this booster now where, you know, you can go back and get another shot. Yeah, and this the booster third is one. supposed the third to, one. you know, like keep you from getting the Delta variant. So yes, to make a long I heard story about short, it. I'm going to eventually get it. Um, I can't tell you I'm going to get it tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get it soon because I do want to, you know, reduce the risk of me getting COVID again because I have had it before. And it's a blessing that, you know, I have still been able to taste and smell because some people had it and still can't taste or smell or still yeah. have other type of hindering symptoms so that's yeah that's lesson. true that's true how's everything going in atlanta i know you moved up there yes it's good bro you know it's definitely one of them cities where everybody is constantly hustling and just trying mm -hmm. to get to that next level so it's motivating yeah. you know coming from elderton where we're from it's very easy to be complacent you know there's yeah not a lot that's of true inspiration around you know a lot of things in elberton is kind of dying down a little yeah bit, yeah you know? so it's good to kind of get outside those four walls mm -hmm. i'm not saying forget where you come from because i'll never forget where I yeah come from. i love elberton <laughs> i always come back but at the same time it's like when you see yourself doing more or doing better you got to step outside the box that's true and sometimes stepping outside the box is stepping outside your comfort zone and what area you're used to. And that's true. And one thing that I do love about Atlanta is just the fact that you see a lot of black people doing something, you know, that. the small city that we come from, people don't realize it, but 
when you go to Atlanta, subconsciously it triggers something in your head that, hey, I can do this. Yeah. I can do that. So it's good to have that type of representation inside of Atlanta. So I do love the fact that Atlanta has that growth amongst the black community. Exactly. Now, I know you have an album coming out. Is this is your second album or your third? This will be the second one. I haven't even announced it yet. But <laughs> this is the exclusive that I will definitely be having another album released next year. Um, the album that I released last year, 2020, was called Soul Cry Part 1. So the sequel to this will be released next summer, um, which will be called Soul Cry Part 2. I don't really want to give too much information about the second album, but I do know one thing. When you do something, the next thing you do should be even bigger than that one. That's was. true. So. And and I know you're very meticulous and strategic the way you do things. I, I mean, just looking at your videos and stuff like that. I want to know more about that last album that you have. What was the concept for that last album? So for me, I would say this was somewhat of a modern day book of Psalms. Like mm -hmm. if um, any of you are familiar with the Bible, um, the book of Psalms basically is talking about David and his different situations and things that he'd been through where he cried out to God, giving God his true feelings and how he was trying to cope with things that were around him. But at the same time, he would turn around and still praise God through mm -hmm. it all because he knew that even though I'm going through all of this hell, God, you're still good. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to turn my pain into that same passion where I kind of go into different stories of things that I went through just to kind of give you a, a synopsis. I say over the last few years from maybe like 2013 to 2017 was probably like some of the worst years of my life. I lost so much. I lost so many people. It was just so many things that that went wrong. Like the old saying was anything that could go wrong did go wrong mm -hmm. and much more. But instead of me sitting in that pain and that despair and allowing it to cripple me, I decided to, you know what, like there has to be a purpose for all of this pain. Mm -hmm. Like God never allows us to go through anything for it to just be wasted. Yeah. So I felt like, you know what? Let me just figure out how I can use this to not only better myself, but at the same time, help somebody else who might be going through the same thing, make mm -hmm. it out what they're going through. Because most of the time when we go through stuff, it's not just for us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's for us to gain that strength so that that person that we encounter later on in life can be encouraged by our testimony to let mm -hmm. them know like, yeah, you're going through it. I went through it as well, but guess what? You can make it through. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what all those songs on the album talks about, just being able to make it through. You know, there's a song called I Survived. Pretty much self-explanatory. A lot of people survive many things in life when they don't think they're going to make it through. There's a song called Last Breath. Sometimes we feel like Superman or Superwoman. We try to be all cool and strong, but at the same time, when we hold so much in, that mm -hmm. eruption comes yeah. because we're not venting to people. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with being weak sometimes. We have to mm -hmm. speak out, especially in the black community. Yeah. We have an issue with expressing our true feelings and letting people know that we're going through something, specifically mm -hmm. black male. We've never been taught to express our emotions like that. We got to be, we got man up. You better be tough. You better suck it up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're human. Yeah, that's like true. like any human, we're going to be broken sometimes. And it's yeah. okay to be broken. It's okay. Don't stay broken. Yeah, Get yeah. Get some help. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I have a fraternity brother, our fraternity brother, but he goes to therapy. And he was telling me, hey, black men, we go through a lot. It's a lot of trauma. And I, I was wondering, did you go through therapy or is God your therapy? Of course, we use God as therapy, but do you take the additional step to seek help outside of your religion? I'm glad you, you said that or you asked that. Me personally... 
I allow God to help me through my situation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we got to use common sense. Sometimes people are too spiritual. They'll say, oh, take it to God. <laughs> you know, go pray about it. You know, sometimes, you know, we're not, I mean, I'm not going to say God don't answer our prayers right away because God always answers our prayers. But we don't allow ourselves to tap into the spirit enough to hear what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And it's because we got so much on our mind. When you got so much on your mind and so much noise and distractions, it's kind of hard to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I do feel like you shouldn't just depend on your spirituality and your relationship with God because God gives each of us gifts. Yeah. And I feel like God gifted individuals who have that knowledge to help us get through what we're going through. And those individuals are counselors. Yeah. So I feel like you yeah. can't just yeah. go to God, you know what yeah. I'm saying? God has equipped other people. Like there's a saying, I got to say this real quick. There's a saying, like there was a guy, uh, he was on a boat. His boat had a hole in it. He started to drown. His mm-hmm. boat sank. Now he's in the water without help. He can barely swim. He prays to God, God, please help me. I need your help. God says, I will help you. So I say in a matter of minutes, a guy in a, a small boat came by. I see you're struggling. Uh, you need some help? The guy says, no, nah, it's cool. I appreciate it, but God going to help me. I'm like, cool. Dude went on about his vision. The second guy came up, a little bigger boat. He got his family on the boat. He was like, sir, can I help you? The guy was like, no, nah, God going to help me. I appreciate you stopping by. So God went on about his way in the boat. Last guy came, big boat. Clearly could could fit him and three other people on it at three plus, 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 plus. He was like, nah, God got me. I appreciate your help, though. So dude was like, okay, it's been hours and hours and God hadn't helped me yet. So he was like, God, like, I've been praying to you. Why haven't you came to help me? God was like, I sent three people to help me. <laughs> but you, you decided to, like, you know what I'm saying, send them about their way. Why am I telling you this extremely long story and probably not well articulated? No, it's well, a good, great story, great story. Well, um, basically, because we always be asking God to just to give us things and grant us things, and he does, but it's mm-hmm. never or not always in the way that we expect them to happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he has to put people in our lives to be a blessing to us, and that's why I feel like he, he did with all of us. We all have gifts, so we have to trust that counselor has been gifted with the ability to help us through that situation. But we'll never know until we step outside of our comfort zone and do that. We all need help at certain points. I don't care how strong you are. There's going to be a point where you're going to be so weighed down with life's worries and and fears that you're going to need to reach out to somebody. And that's crazy that you say that because I remember reading something about a church and they were like, we're not going to wear a mask and we're... All right, you guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, f- I forgot even you, what I was you, saying. You were talking about how um, people in the mask and you like these churches are talking about. Um, um. Yeah, man, I remember a pastor and this was when the pandemic was, uh, the, uh, well, this was when the effect of the virus was unknown. But he stated that God house is virus free and that you don't need to wear a mask and there will be no social distancing in his house. And I was like, okay, man. God gave you a brain. Don't blame God when something happens because of your lack of common sense or you decided to not use it. And I remember someone said, I wouldn't walk in a fire because I know Jesus loves me. (laughs) But I want to know, did you grow up in the church or was this something that happened later in your life? So the thing is, I grew up in church since I could remember. I actually got baptized when I was like maybe five I grew mm-hmm. up in a very religious, strict church. And just to be honest, I'm not going to name the church name. I love them, but 
I guess the image that I got from church back then was not the image that I wanted. It was just very, it was a lot of hypocrisy in the church. Uh -huh. Just like that. You know, I'll, I'll see people preaching one thing and doing doing the Christian thing during Sunday, but then I see them throughout the week cursing and smoking and doing this and doing that. And as a child, to me, that was like, okay, I don't think church is real. Mm. So, you know, there was different time in my life. People would like prophesy. I didn't know what prophecy was back then, but people would prophesy, you're going to be a preacher when you grow up, man. Mm -hmm. This minister, young minister, young pastor. <laughs> I did not want to hear that because in my mind, a preacher was some dude wearing a big Steve Harvey suit with some gators on. Yeah. You know That's just not the image I wanted, but God had to allow me to see, man, no matter how far you run, no matter how long you run, when God has a calling in your life, when he has something for you to do as an assignment, he will get your attention. Mm -hmm. And sadly, because I ran for so long and purposely did things outside of the will of God, he had to get my attention by allowing mm -hmm. me to lose a lot of things mm -hmm. and allowing me to hit rock bottom below that rock bottom, but below you. that rock bottom to but, get my attention. And when he did that, it opened my eyes for me to see myself outside of the box that I was in. And mm -hmm. I see that the image that I was living was not the image that I was created to, no. to live. So to make a long story short, after some time, I ended up rededicating my life. I'm not going to say getting saved. I'm going to say I rededicated my life mm -hmm. to Christ in January 2014. And that started a journey, not an easy journey, but a necessary journey. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I feel like life is all about growth. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, of course, with growth, comes growing pains yeah so mm -hmm. the pains that i have as i was talking about earlier in the interview it allowed me to birth my purpose yeah and my purpose comes i guess you can say it, it comes more and more as i begin to live life sometimes we think we got it all figured out but god purposely gives us our purpose in puzzle pieces yeah you yeah know, he doesn't give yeah. it to us all at one time mm -hmm. because we can't handle it all so I thank God for allowing me to see the a, the a little bit of purpose that I see now through my music and through my ministry in my music, because I'm seeing people being delivered and set free from my words that I was allowed to birth from my pain. So mm -hmm. it's very humbling and it's very, it just feels good to yeah. know that the pain yeah. wasn't wasted because it's not all about me. Now tell me, because I know you have a large following and I'm sure there are many out there looking up to you. Hell, I'm invested in some of the messages that you post on Facebook, but do you feel like you have to move a certain type of way to keep an image of a very spiritual man or religious? Just like you said, you were in the church and you noticed the way of the world took over the church and what you thought was the image of a godly way was only in the church and not when they step outside of the building, but do you feel like you have to move a certain way to keep an image for people that hold you to a higher standard due to your daily messages? I wouldn't say I feel like I have to move a certain type. Well, I will say that, but let me say this first. When I first got saved, I thought I had to be super Christian. I'm talking about like, <laughs> I stopped, I instantly stopped because I was a very, just being honest and transparent, I smoked weed from the time I got up to the time I went to sleep. <laughs> I was drinking a lot. I just quit all of that cold turkey. And that was a dangerous thing for me to do at the time because mm -hmm. I did that on my own. I didn't depend on God to deliver me from that. So mm -hmm. I ended up relapsing because I tried to do it on my own. But I mm -hmm. eventually allowed God to transition me out of that. So why am I saying all of this? Well, because I felt like I had to become this instant Christian. So I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. 
I've stopped trying to go to clubs and parties because I, if I said, if I'm going to do this Christian emphasis, quote unquote, this Christian thing, I want to do it real. I don't mm-hmm. want to like fake it. So there was a time where I was trying to live this Christian life in a way that people would agree with. But over time, bro, I've learned whether you being yourself or being somebody else, people going to always find fault with you. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, as long as your relationship with God is tight and he knows your heart and you know where you lay within his, his will. It's all that matters, mm-hmm. you know, because I even had somebody, you know, I like to take pictures of my shirt, my shirt off sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I had somebody's like, so what's your brand, bro? Like, are you like a sexy Christian or like, what, yeah. like, what are you like a sex symbol <laughs> Christian? So I'm like, no, for me in high school, I was a chubby guy, you know, I was, I yeah. was kind of Yeah, I remember chubby. that. I remember that. So I find like comfort and, and I enjoy like working out. I mm-hmm. genuinely enjoy working out and it's inspiring people is what I do. So I like to show people where I was and where I am now. So it. Takes a part of me having my shirt off. And if I'm at a swimming pool at a beach, I'm not about to wear no t-shirt. I'm going to take yeah. my shirt off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna, so, so you're going to take it off. I'm going to take my shirt off. So <laughs> all of this comes into the whole image thing. It's like me personally, I don't feel like I have to to live up to the image of what man thinks a Christian should be. Mm, yeah, my, yeah. My ideal image of a Christian is through my personal relationship with God. Yeah. Now, is it a thin line or a boundary that distinguish a person that's truly trying to live by faith or just a hypocrite? I think it. I think it's interesting to see more standards thrown on Sundays, but Monday through Friday, you're intentionally trying to move the way of the devil. But I guess God knows your heart, so you're forgiven even if your ways are not completely that of him or do you feel like people like that are really not ready to accept the life that God wants his children to live for me I'll be honest I'm still trying to find my spiritual background and I'm working on myself daily to know where I stand but I know I can't throw rocks because my actions are not always godly yes I think God has me and I read daily but I know I'm still out here i'm still that of the world i still have worldly ways i'm so glad you asked that question that's a discussion that will never get old because i feel like there's a a limit no let me not say limit because god grace has no limits Mm -hmm. but at the same time let's say let's say somebody decides to profess their their relationship with god god Mm -hmm. i want you in my life i want you to take full control I surrender my life to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in our minds, we think, okay, they better be become Christian right now, which means that if they drinking, they better stop. If they smoking, they better stop. If they doing this, they better stop. But at the end of the day, God says, come to me as you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. most people don't want to come to God because I'm not going to come to God until I get myself right. You can't get yourself right without God. If you're mm. waiting on yourself to get right before you come to God, you will never get saved. <laughs> so I think what happens is people decide to get saved and some we've come to what's the word I'm looking for? We've become too liberal with Christianity a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel mm. like, you know, this young fly and saved is great, but I think like some people take that that flyness too far mm-hmm. and try to remain the cool Christians. 
don't get me wrong you don't have to be one of those super traditional religious christians but that doesn't mean that you should still be doing a lot of the things that people of the world are doing yeah so if you are saved and you're professing your your christianity you shouldn't still be out there partying with people who are not saved unless you're out there ministering to them <laughs> that's the only reason you yeah. should be out there is being an example to them because yeah i believe yeah it's okay to go out to to a, a club or restaurant or bar if you still doing ministry you know what i'm saying and I just feel like at a certain point, you sh if you really establish your relationship with Christ, you're not gonna want to do that no more. Yeah, because yeah. me personally, I don't want to be out of the club like that. I don't. I've never really been a club person, but definitely now the relationship with God that I have, I have no desire to be drinking, to be smoking, to to be out here partying or doing whatever else that I feel God will frown upon. Mm. So I feel like if you really, if you're really, really, really serious about your walk with Christ, all those things fade away. Oh man, so I, I'm, I have one more question. I want to make sure that it's my last question because I know you have to go. But I want to know what happened that made everything click on a spiritual level when God all makes sense. What is your God story? Because I remember you stated that you were suicidal, but I'm not sure if that's when it clicked. So I just want you to expand on that when everything clicked on a spiritual level. To be honest, I've always known God was real. Mm-hmm. And not as a mascot of Christianity. Sometimes that's how we treat God. Like we mm -hmm. see God, like oh, I'm going to pray to God. But it's kind of like we're not giving him the reverence that he deserves. So he's always been real. But I ran away from him for so long. I knew God. I, I knew he wanted me to, to build that relationship with him. But I didn't because the world was so enticing. I wanted to do everything that everybody else was doing. And I was not going to be a pastor. I don't care what God was trying to tell me to do. But again, that rock bottom hit. And within that rock bottom, it was just like I began to fall so deep into darkness that I lost myself. Mm -mm. And sometimes that moment where you lose yourself, the only person you can turn to is God. Mm. So I began to pray more. I began to seek him more. And within that, he began to speak to me more because before I began to spoke to him, or began to speak to him, there were other voices in my head. And those other voices in my head were telling me to let it all go, to throw mm. in the towel, to give it up. There's no hope. It's just you. You're by yourself. You can't reach out to anybody. As strong of a guy as I was before that incident happened, like I never thought I would be one to contemplate suicide. That's why I tell people all the time, don't say what you won't do or what you will do, because you never know what balls of life what happened excuse me you never know what balls life would throw at you mm -hmm. so you know for me to go right into you know wanting to end my life you know it it was a point of where i just genuinely lost myself and within me losing myself i hate for this to sound corny i found god mm -hmm. losing myself i found god and it's a process i don't i can't sit here and say that it all just clicked at once because it didn't mm -hmm. it had to happen over time because mm. that's how God works. He works over time. Man, oh man, brother. Boy, you're, you're definitely going to make it. And I love your drive. And I love that you feel a sense of purpose. And I know that God is still writing his story in you. And I love you. And I, before we end this podcast, is there anything that you want to promote? Or how can people find you? Well, um, again, I did just release an album last December of 2020. It's called Soul Cry Part One by King, spelled K-H-I-N-G. I can be found on all major digital streaming platforms, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, 
Amazon Music, et cetera, et cetera. I will also be releasing my next album again, as we was talking about um, earlier in an interview on next summer, 2022. So please stay tuned for that. And you can find me on all social media on my Instagram. I can be reached at I am King underscore I A M K H I N G underscore Facebook. You can find me Kentrell Banks, K E N T R E L L space Banks. And other than that, I'm also on YouTube. You can find me with my name, K-H-I-N-G. You have all my videos there. With my videos, I try to create visuals so mm -hmm. that it can tell a story because I feel like music is just music, but when you create a visual with it, it gives a person more insight to what you're going through in that song. So mm -hmm. I hope and pray that you all will definitely check out the visuals. It gives you a completely different experience to just listening to the audio. And um, other than that, brother, I appreciate you, bro. I, I'm, anytime. I'm proud of what you're doing, man. This is awesome. Anytime, you know, anytime. Um, again, this is a long time coming, but everything always has a divine time and purpose. Yeah. And I have thoroughly, genuinely, sincerely, and wholeheartedly appreciate it and enjoy this time with you. Oh, man. Anytime, anytime. And you already know, man, this is another episode of Itinerant Minds that we're going to end with eat well, sleep well, read, and make better decisions. We're out. Peace.